0: Hi, welcome to One More Dig, Metal Detecting Stories. I'm Dave Spannenberg. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back. This is our first podcast of 2022, and I'm really excited. Um, We're just about exactly a year from from the first podcast, One More Dig. Um, Today, we have Clark back with us to recap a longhouse treasure hunter's hunt from 1999, which is before a lot of you may have even been born. But uh, we picked this one, it's a beauty, and it's one of my favorites of all time. And we're lucky that Clark chronicled our hunts um, from the mid-1990s to the early 2010s so that we can look back at these and remember them um, individually. And uh, there's a lot of fond memories Um, associated with these for us. It's hard to believe. It's been almost 30 years um, that we've been recording these, and probably 50 years since the club started with Earl and Kirk. Um, A couple quick things before we get started. Um, I just wanted to report that my one more dig, last dig of 2021, was in six inches of snow. And it was freezing, I was out in the middle of a field and the wind was wind chill, mid 20s. And I dug about five holes. And my last hole was a piece of a tractor about the size of a walnut. It was just a big chunk off of a, and it still had yellow paint on it. So it was barely new. But I had all I could do was to, to get that out of the ground. And my first dig of 2022, which was on the first, was a bullet casing up in the woods behind my house. And it was 29 degrees and also in the snow and in a hole where the water filled in almost immediately and my hands were freezing. Um, And just thought I'd. Chronicle a couple of, or rehash a couple of things. Um, I hope everyone had some fine, memorable finds from 2021. My top finds probably, my top find for sure was the Confederate bell plate. I found a Connecticut copper, um, a lot of really cool farmstead, uh, colonial farmstead artifacts and some civil war. Um, it was a great year and uh, I was pretty fortunate, pretty fortunate to have permission to hunt areas that had these type of artifacts. And my last um, topic before we get to Clark is metal detecting machines. And I've mentioned in the past, I use a, I have an XP Deus that I've used for years. About a year ago, I um, bought an Equinox 800 and lately I've been using that. Um, well up until the ground froze I was using that for several months and um, I had a lot of luck with that and I I like it a lot Um, I went in areas that I had pretty much beat up and and found found some things um, that I missed like I've said in the past you always miss stuff but anyway um, it's a great machine and I love it and then Christmas morning, I open my card from my wife and she pre-ordered, pre-ordered a No Macro legend for me, which you may know that I was a big fan of the Simplex. Um, it's a $250 machine that I think you get a 500 plus dollar value. Um, actually has quite a cult following around, around the world. And uh, I, had a, I had one. I gave it to my, my father-in-law. He wanted to get into the hobby, and uh, I gave him, gave him that. He's had a lot of fun with it. Um, so, yeah, so a new machine is on the way. So now, with all that said, we have Clark calling in from Florida to go over the 1999 annual Earl birthday hunt trip reports from April 3rd, 1999. And uh, welcome, Clark. How are you doing down there in the sun? Okay. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Hey, no problem. It's fun. I mean, I'm laughing already thinking about <laughs> how this conversation is going to go. Yeah,
1: we had some good trips. This one was a uh, really... Uh... An interesting one, as most of them were, but this one more so than some of the other ones. Either. Yeah, I like so this. Is, uh, I know the the one thing when I start I started reading this because you sent it over and I started looking through it, and, and as you said earlier, this was quite a while ago in 1999. I was trying to think back what kind of machines did we have back then, because a lot's changed in all these years. And I know I had a Fisher a CZ5, and I think Earl had a CZ6 Fisher. I think Wumpy had a Fisher. I don't know if Six or Five or he had. But then our um, Kirk, you know what Kirk had. Explain why he had. And he always still uses it, I think.
0: Kirk had a, a White's Coin Master 6000 DI Series 2, which I think my my dad um, had one of those previous, I, I think maybe in the early 80s. They bought them, and uh, and Kirk used that in this hunt. And to this day, that's the metal detector that he uses when we go on our team hunts. Um, it's held up. He finds he finds stuff. Um, it was the top of the line back back when it came out. Um, if, you, if you've never seen one, it's a big blue box. About I don't know. I'll exaggerate. 14 inches 16 inches long by maybe eight inches wide and probably six inches deep and um, weighs like 273 pounds and
1: um, (laughs) yeah it's pretty funny because now when we go everybody's got these lightweight machines and wireless headphones and everything Here comes Kirk out there with this creepy, huge blue box strapped around his shoulder, and wires everywhere, and he's swinging that thing around. But like you said, he still finds stuff. So, but it's kind of funny.
0: He does, and it's a it's a good machine. I see them on my Facebook group. Um, Every once in a while, you see someone that still uses them. Um, I had a six thousand DB maybe when I was in right when i got out of college i remember i bought it from a friend and uh i used it and i found a you know some silver on the on the lawn of the apartment building i lived under that a couple of really cool lead soldiers too world war one lead soldiers but and and so i used during this hunt a wilson coin and relic which was basically just turn it on and it just found stuff that was metal, and uh I found a lot of stuff with it. You had to dig everything pretty much, but for the for the day um it was pretty deep, and I think you could tune out some iron on it, but that's what I used. It's hanging on my wall in the basement now in in pieces i I used it so hard. The loop fell right, it like cracked in half, and plastic back then wasn't as wasn't as good as what we have now but i guess that that's the machines um i've always been a fan of the cz five and six i had one at one point as well
1: but i I thought that was interesting how much the technology has changed and what we were using back then and finding stuff but uh
0: i know my uh, dais is smaller than my phone Or I don't even need the co- the remote because my um my headphones actually are a remote because the loop the, the loop of the dais is actually the metal detector. So you just right. need some sort of remote to talk back and forth. So I don't even need to bring the the uh remote that goes on the on the shaft. So anyway, that's that's metal detectors. Um, well, we get
1: back to our birthday hunt here. So we all we all loaded up the van, the gray lady, and this hunt is, I think you said it was April third. So as you can imagine, Earl's birthday is in March, and he always wanted to go on the exact day of his birthday. He made a big deal about it he goes, it's going to be a birthday hunt. We got to go on my birthday. Well, you can imagine upstate New York what the weather is like in March. So <laughs> it was never it was never conducive. On this day, though, on April third, which is still as far as I'm concerned, winter up there, but it was 50 degrees, so it was a pretty nice day. So we got an early start, seven o'clock we all met. And of course we had to drive all over the place because (laughs) Lumpy needed to have his spare headphones. We had to zip over to his house and then we had to go back to Earl's because he wanted to get a raincoat because it was cloudy out. And then eventually we finally uh, drove to our first stop which was the convenience store.
0: Yes, I I wanna back up for one second. You um you and Lumpy and Earl lived about ten feet from each other. So it wasn't like <laughs> driving back to Lumpy's was like this. I mean he could have walked probably and, and gotten it, but anyway. Yeah, and the and the convenience store
1: is only about two miles away. So
0: we started at seven
1: and here it is, it's probably already after seven thirty and we only haven't even driven two miles anywhere yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe not two even two miles. Right. Well, oh, that's funny. Well, we we, we
1: we did go to the convenience stores. We always do to get our coffee and some ice for the cooler for our sandwiches and stuff. But then we are on our way. Um, I don't know why we went through Grand Gorge. Grand Gorge is a nice little tiny village on the way. I guess we thought we were going to see something there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't um, even remember Grand Gorge. I should have probably yeah, looked that up on Google to see where it even is. Well, they
1: drive down this big steep hill and you're in the, in the gorge, basically and the other reason i know about it is because there used to be a little ford dealership there i don't know how they saved business they probably had like a car garage that they
0: sold sold Fords out of. but that, that's no longer there anymore obviously like a, farm a little stand. Little... like a farm stand for cars
1: right right so we went down there and we realized there was nothing there to the hunt um so we got you know kept going we were we were going to go to a really good spot that we had been to before in hobart but uh that's where we ended up going. That was our first real stop, I believe, down in Park. Uh, we were enjoying, you know, and this trip was Lumpy made his bagels, his famous bagels, where we would call everybody up or we would ask him, you know, ahead of time what we wanted, and he would make them. So he came up with this little ingenious way of marking his bagels. and he would, I know Earl always wanted olives in his with cream cheese, so Lumpy came up with this idea of like, putting an olive in the hole of the bagel so you could tell right away which was which, and I think some had like peanut butter, dobbs of peanut butter on them, things like that. So that was pretty. we smart. were all uh, pretty impressed with how lumpy he was able to do that. So
0: we were That's enjoying how, the
1: bagels, nice trip.
0: <laughs> That's how we got to be team leader one or two years, that sort of ingenuity. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was the bagel king, so figured we figured might as well make him the leader.
0: We appreciated him, though.
1: Right, right. So Hobart, we made it to Hobart. Now we had been to this place before and it had produced some silver and wheat pennies and you know, things like that. So we get down there and everybody's excited. So we get on a way on and we start to, oh, wait a minute, we stopped. I jumped, I jumped ahead because we made one more stop. The next stop was another convenience store. So <laughs> here we are. We, 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 you can see how this is going. We, we had to go get headphones. We had to go get a raincoat. We had to stop for coffee. We went and just drove through a place where... Who knows why we even decided to go through there And um, we only you know had a year there.
0: to we only had a year to plan for this <laughs> i mean we only do it once or twice yeah we're, at, we're like an hour and a half into this trip and we were at another convenience
1: store haven't detected yet at all which is great for you because dave dave likes driving around and just talking and everything so you were in heaven at this point right <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was fun i was not as dedicated in 1999 probably as i am now <laughs>
1: I think I remember you saying this is the greatest trip we've been on so far. We're two hours into it and all we're doing is driving around.
0: <laughs> this was also eight days, I noticed this was eight days before I moved from upstate New York, from Gloversville, oh. actually, to um, Massachusetts for graduate school. So maybe oh. that fueled my lack of lackadaisical <laughs> attitude. You were off to other things,
1: yeah. But this convenience store, and there's a there's a big story behind this convenience store from a previous trip, which I won't get into about Lumpy. Uh, I'm sure he will. He's going to listen to this and remember what that scene was there that he caused. But this time we we, we stayed calm. But it was an interesting. Kirk, Kirk, you know, we went in and get our coffees, and, I, and Kirk comes out with a bag of cat food. I back up to the van. I like what the heck are you doing with this? And he goes, oh, I forgot to buy it last night. And luckily, they have some here. So Kirk buying cat food when we're on our trip, which is just just out of the ordinary that this, you know, this stuff he does. And he bought a lighter, too, for his uh, cigarettes that he enjoys. So uh, we made a big deal of that, that, you know, we have to go on these trips so that Kirk can do his grocery shopping. Well, so anyway, we load back up. So far, a lot of driving around, and finally back in the van, and we get to our site down in, in uh, Bogart which is an old park and an old church or school out in front on the hill. A lot of areas, a lot of different areas to detect them. And, and uh, right away, we start hitting stuff. Right, Dave, um, Earl. Earl got. Me, Earl got an Indian head penny, and then a burnt dime. Uh, Lumpy. Lumpy got a barber dime right after that. And then another one. Now, Dave, why don't you tell your big story? Because you kind of went in a different area where we we hadn't been at this station before. Yeah,
0: so these, those four basically all hunted out in, like, an old baseball field that had been, I think, a park for 150 years or whatever. And uh, they were finding... So my, um, like you said, Earl found a Merc Dime, You, you know, Larry had some luck. I'll let you talk about that when we get there. But I was not into just hanging out next to people. I was sort of a lone wolf. So there was a big old school and I walked on the other side of the school and hunted down the hill towards the street. And, uh. Almost immediately, I popped a beautiful Standing Liberty Quarter out of the ground. And it was detailed. It had the 1925. The date was uh, beautifully legible. It was, um, it might be the only one I've ever found. I might have found one in the water once. But it it was gorgeous. So I went over to tell everybody. And Lumpy follows me back to where I found it. And I'm like, oh, he just wants to see where I found it. So I pointed at the hole. So he proceeded to hunt about four and a half feet from me for, and and found a barber. Oh, he found a barber dime out with those guys out on the ball field. And then he found a barber dime about three feet from me um, where I found the Standing Liberty Quarter, which I've talked about before, sort of, uh, you know. It's a no-no to hone in, but, I mean, we we all have fun. and It it didn't really matter, but we we pick on him for it a little bit. But Well, he He does that a lot. He he used to do that (laughs) in other areas, too. Now,
1: you can remember, it was courteous for the longhouse treasure hunters. If you found something that was, like, good, you would let the other people know because usually you're in a big field or something, and we're all just kind of looking around to see where there might be some hot spots. And if you do find something, you want to share that with people so that they can come in the general vicinity, <laughs> not four foot from where you were, which is what Lumpy did, you know, like right on, right on your back. <laughs> he was so
0: close to me, he was so close to me, he missed my boot with his Lesh tool by an inch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, In some but, cases, it didn't matter because some cases, if you got too close, your machines would chatter so much, you couldn't get that close to each other. Uh, which is yeah. advantageous, but in, in this case, since you had a Wilson and he had a Fisher, there was no interference, so he was able to like dig right over top of where you were. <laughs> so that uh, well, so so might have been and in the got that, took that barber dime away from where you would have gone. Said, it so.
0: might have been in the same hole. I can't remember, but <laughs> I can't wait like, for years. He, he might not like a, how we how we told this thing. part of the story. Um, actually, the next podcast. I'm going to talk about a friend of ours um, wrote a little booklet of signals that you can give your friends while you're metal detecting. It's just um, super funny and it actually is is kind of neat um, so you don't have to run over with, with things. But the signal that I would have given Lumpy when he was detecting within a, three feet of me would pat my back like, Get off my back. <laughs> next next podcast I'll go through a, some, some others. Um they're pretty funny. It's hard to yeah. it might be hard to translate, I guess, huh? to a podcast, so we'll see. But anyway, so at this point, I had a standing liberty quarter, Earl had a Mercury dime, and Larry had two barber dimes.
1: Yeah, actually, I had more than that because we stopped for lunch right after he honed in on your site and found Barbara Diamond. It looks like, you know, at that point, everybody had some pretty good stuff. Earl had an old Indian head penny. Uh, Kirk had a jewelry item. You had that standing liberty. Lumpy had several silver, I think three at that point. I had an Indian head penny, uh, which to me, most folks don't know, but all I care about is precious metals. I I hunt for silver, gold and platinum, so finding copper, even though it's an old Indian head penny, doesn't excite me. All I care about is the precious metal stuff. So I was disappointed at this time of the hunt. Then we I, then of course we had to complain about the sandwiches again. I, mean, I see that with the complaints. So yeah. uh, was and, that and I, I had been...
0: There was a was that from Downtown Fonda, that little store that used to be there, that little Italian place, Sorrenti's. Yeah, the yeah, little pizza shop,
1: which I, I took everybody's orders and then I went down and got them. So you complained, obviously. But well, was you thought, much,
0: I mean, too much meat on the sub. I mean, I'm a carnivore, but that was ridiculous. I thought it was they great. Lo- no wonder. Back. I mean, they were losing money on that one. <laughs> Lumpy, he said, there's too many onions. So I
1: decided next time it was everybody for themselves. I wasn't getting involved anymore.
0: That was, was fun. I know, and we probably all—that's probably when we started getting the Velveeta and bacon sandwiches and just being happy with that. Oh, that would
1: be terrible.
0: Try everyone. Try it. It white bread, crisp up some bacon, let it get cool, slice up some Velveeta about a half inch thick quarter to a half inch thick and just throw it all together you've never tasted anything like it yeah and, like, and as you're swallowing it you can feel your heart arteries filling up with
1: <laughs> congestion
0: <laughs> you don't know if you're going to live through it till the next day and you wake up but it's it's pretty good yeah
1: <laughs> no, i'm just going down through there i'm looking at the rest of the write-up so here we're finding all kinds of good stuff so as typical, we decide we're going to leave and try and go to another place. Here we are, we're fine in silver and Indian panties. And all of a sudden, somebody gets the idea that we should go someplace else and look for someplace better, which we had no clue where we're going. But that's the way this team operated back then. We just all hopped in the, the gray lady, and away we went. So we went down to 10, we went by some old churches, some old playgrounds. We hop out of these places and we find nothing. And we hop back in and we, we go on to this other place. All this old estate, but it's all posted, so we can't stop there. Then there's a place that looks like an old hotel or a resort, and we find nothing there. And, you know, it's all beautiful places, but there's nothing in these in these areas, or we're, we're, we're too afraid to get out. Uh, all then this we did stop at one place. So it looked like a big park or a playground. We're up there, and there all these kids. Start following us around, little kids start following us around, asking all kinds of questions. So as, as we typically do, we we try to send the kids off to one of the other team members so that they bother them. And we told them I think we told them Lumpy was giving out dollar bills or
0: something. We <laughs> so all went over to him. That's funny. That's yeah, I think that's that's what happened. Dollar bills.
1: Uh. Well, he didn't, he wasn't actually doing that, but they started following him around. Then I, I did talk to one of the kids and said it was an old school had been there, but we were not finding anything there. And uh, we decided, you know, this is just wasting our time. Plus these little kids keep following us all around. Um,
0: so we decided to get out of there. Oh, back I, just, the I, want back up, I want to back up quick. I wasn't saying that Larry was giving dollar bills. I was saying that, <laughs> but that's what we told them was gonna happen. I just right. the story to be straight. I'm not sure if uh, everybody understood it that way, but
1: no, I knew what you meant. I knew <laughs> what you meant. We we're just trying to get rid of the kids to go over to somebody else. Yeah. Where else did we end up here? Now, we had prizes for this event, too, so it was like a big deal. Everybody was keeping track of who had what because we had some big prizes as these different categories, which we can get to in a minute here, but I think we gotta move on, right, Dave we were down in delhi was the next. I think that might have been the last stop was in delhi New York, right on main Street,
0: right. yeah, right on Main Street, like on the town hall or something, there were six of or five of us in like a it was pretty small area, just digging holes, people walking all over the place. I think delhi college or there's a college there, right, so there were yeah. Yeah. So in April school was in session, there's people out, all over the place and we were we were out there with our flesh tools digging holes, although we always replace our holes nicely and um, properly. Yeah,
1: we never but, we never caused a mess. We were very very clean, clean cuts, put the dirt back in, put the sod back on. You couldn't even tell we were there when we were doing that.
0: I think but
1: I... Somebody we'll called the police on us because the police officer <laughs> came over.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that.
1: But, but Kirk showed him. Kirk showed the officer, gave him a little demonstration of how we put our plugs and how we put the dirt back in, and he was very impressed. And he said, go on, you can keep hunting all you want here. He said, let us go.
0: See, that's a good example to everyone, you know, maintain, you know, replace the plugs, make it look like you weren't there. Um, You know, if you ask someone to dig their yard and they're nervous about making a mess, say, hey, do you want me to dig? I'll dig one hole and show you what it's going to look like when it's done. Um, But none of us we didn't leave. We didn't leave messes. So I dug the first or I found the first coin. It was a memorial penny at six inches. So a lumpy follows me up. with with basically a similar find. So a memorial penny at six inches is pretty deep, I think. So I don't know. It doesn't say this, but we were probably uh, a little bit concerned. But then then it looks like uh, Lumpy found a buffalo nickel and an Indian penny. And one of the categories was oldest coin. And (laughs) what did Earl... Was worried that his coin was going to be not as old as Larry's Indian, so he went back and uh, had to go back and furiously hunt to try and find right. an, an older coin.
1: Yeah, he was kind of he was kind of relaxing in the van, thinking he had that category all locked up, and then Lumpy went and started finding other stuff. So Earl hopped out and got all his equipment back on and started detecting again because he thought he was going to lose out to Lumpy on that category. <laughs> we found some good stuff there. It Looks like Kirk found a silver Washington. I got nothing again. I'm I'm getting shut out of everything on this one.
0: Yeah, that's not. So here that, we are again.
1: You usually you do.
0: Know. You usually do pretty well, though. It's about time that you were held at bay a little bit. Let us all. <laughs> let, let everyone else win something.
1: Yeah, I don't it's like to be. It's usually.
0: It's usually you and Earl that. Uh, that go head to head in these things.
1: Well here we are again we're, we're at a place where we're finding silver and Indian head pennies and we decide we're just going to leave just getting the fan and leaving. So we left again driving up the road towards this place called Meredith and we see an old church with a big lot behind it and an old cemetery so we all jump out and here I thought I was going to start hitting it because I come up with three wheat pennies but after that, it was like nothing. Nobody else got anything else. So we decided before before I can get something good, let's get out of there. I guess is what the decision was. So we got out of that place and again, <laughs> up the road. And uh, it's starting to get, you know, the, the sun's going to be going down pretty soon. It's getting later in the day. And we're in near Oneana, We go up to this place, towards a place called Maryland.
0: Every and time we Trudeau, find stuff, we move on. Every time on, we... every time we find a bunch of stuff, your next paragraph is and then we move on. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I
1: guess we always thought there was always something better. You know, the grass is always greener. So I just why, regard-
0: why find like silver coins when you can find wheat pennies. Right, I mean right. it, not that there's anything wrong with wheat pennies. I like finding wheat pennies because they get me thinking there's gonna be more, but we left. Well,
1: this ended, this ended up being a very good decision because as you remember on this trip, we were driving along and we saw the sign that said a Boy Scout camp. Oh, right. And it started to get dark, right? So this is when we discovered, this is the first time we would ever seen this where there was a sign for Boy Scout camp. So we're following this dirt road up this mountain and finally, we see another sign, like an old wooden sign pointing down a, another road, another dirt road. So we're driving, driving, man, this camp, it's all woods around, it's beautiful up in this mountain and this woods. And we're thinking, this is going to be great. And we pull up and there's the, a scout camp with all these little buildings around up in the woods. And we're we're just really excited about this. So apparently this camp, we talked to, I, don't
0: know,
1: I, I think I was the guy who went, got out and went in. Because there were scouts actually around up by the
0: building. Yeah, right up to the main pavilion, the big big building, right? Right, right. Yeah. So the
1: guy, he actually the scoutmaster invited me in. He goes, oh, we just sat down for for dinner. You Come on in. You guys can come on and eat with us. And I said, no, we just want to, we really don't need to interrupt or anything. We just want to be okay if we could do metal detecting up around up in the woods and stuff. So he said oh yeah there's no problem with that he was really nice and he said you know go wherever you want to just don't go on the there's like a manicured lawn out in front of this pavilion so just don't go on the grass lawns and dig up things you go, go okay to go up in the woods that's okay so i, I go run back down to the great lady and gave everybody the great news and we kind of pulled around some place where we could park off the road and everybody hopped out a high anticipation of what we're going to find in this place so um uh, now that I remember I said, he said, don't go on the lawn, <laughs> so the first place Kirk goes is right on the front lawn, but he was down like low over the embankment so nobody could see him, but he's right on, still on the lawn area, and lo and behold he picks up a USA Olympic token right there, I think on the, on the front lawn, which ended I up know. being like a prize for a token. Or,
0: um, I remember that,
1: uh, I well, remember that. It was good, we found, uh, we did find some silver coins and we were uh, there was clad everywhere. I mean, we were just digging like every, every foot we would dig something up. So it was, we were having fun there, but that was a place where we went back many, many times and found a lot of good good stuff there. But unfortunately it's getting dark now here. So we, we kind of had a call it quick. So we were only there probably for 45 minutes or something.
0: Yeah. We returned to the Grey Lady as the sunset and planned, I guess we turned everything, turned all our fines into you, right? It was the... Yeah, the, this is one of the... We're team the team leader was the judge of right. who wins what. So we turned them all in and, uh, and
1: complained I about the subs a little again. Were we driving home then or did we stop someplace else? Because somehow we got all these categories here. We the with the oldest coin. So we ask everybody to say. It's a funny too because we, we kind of do this like right away. So we say, "Okay, everybody, show me your oldest coin." Now you can imagine we don't. out in the field digging, and we don't take time to clean things up very good. You know, when we're out in the field. So everybody's got these coins out with. There's dirt and mud all over them. Half of them you can't even tell what the what the dates are. So Earl and Earl's famous for this. Earl says, "I got the oldest. It's right here," and he has this coin which you can barely even tell it's an Indian head penny and he's <laughs> claiming it's the oldest coin I said look I can't see the date on here how can I verify this because Lumpy had one too and Lumpy's you can see the date on it, but Earl is insisting that this is older <laughs> you can't read it so I guess his thought process was if I can't read it it must be older because it's all <laughs> so corroded or whatever. so this was a big debate and you can imagine I'm the guy who's got to make a decision I said I can't Make the decision until we can clean them and see. So, he, Earl starts scrubbing away at it, and finally he could see it. And lo and behold, Lumpy's was older. So, Lumpy won the oldest coin at 1895 in that time. Congratulations. Was funny because that, there was a lot of protesting from Earl all the way home about, about that.
0: I remember that. That was funny. He had the, just this Indian head penny that was like, didn't even know. It was almost like it was just a ball of mud. <laughs> well, he protested, but
1: his, uh, his protest was squashed, and, and Lumpy ended up winning. And Lumpy came in with most no silvers, too. No contest here. He smashed the competition. Five silver coins. Three barber dimes of murder barber. Washington. Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: So Those cte What's that? That CZ, that CZ-6 he was using.
1: Yeah, that's a good machine. Best token was that. Now, I had a little problem with this one because he went in a place he was told not to hunt, but he had two different tokens, and nobody else had any, so I guess we had to give it to him. But I warned him next time that if he he pulled his token out of a place that we were not supposed to hunt in, then he wasn't going to be able to count it. Which raised more protests I think this is when I, I think this is when everybody said I shouldn't be the team leader anymore yeah. There was many protests
0: there were a lot of protests there wasn't really a leader as much as a dictator there for a while
1: but. <laughs> now, next now we've already had three categories and there and two protests and now we get to the best jewelry category but believe it or not this was the most controversial category so me being the judge i did make the final decision what do we had here so kirk had an old brooch which he said had diamonds in it which we know was not true at the time but he claimed they were diamonds uh lumpy had a silver bangle now that was real silver which i liked because i like silver and gold yeah uh, but, <laughs> oh what oral Earl, Earl had something there too right oh no no that was just between I'm sorry just between lumpy and kirk kirk also had a costume jewelry item which was was handmade <laughs> and there was a fabric easter egg pin which he submitted it <laughs> had, uh, met- had metal on it yeah the pin part was but everything else is <laughs> cloth so he got lucky there but i ended up giving him the award because it was all intact
0: and uh and and, very, he, already... and and Lumpy had won too much at that point anyway. Right,
1: right. Lumpy had already won something, so I figured I'm going to give it to Kirk. Let Kirk have it. He had, you know, two nice jewelry items. So that was all the way home protesting, protesting, protesting by Lumpy on that. Oh, best artifact. And again, it says here this was a controversial decision. <laughs> I as the judge said, there were no artifacts found in this category, which raised protests because several people had found buttons, which they said were artifacts. And the judge's decision was final, which I'm the judge. And I said, no, a button is a jewelry item. And that we had decided that on some previous songs, but apparently they forgot about that because they wanted it to count. So in my determination though nobody won best artifact because they didn't have any, again, I had to listen to that all the way home on the ride so home.
0: <laughs> but Dave, Dave, you got the last one here. This is the find of the day. That's the one, man. That's the, that's what you want. Well, you right. want most silver coins, I guess, probably. <laughs> but if you're only going to get one, it better be the find of the day. All right. And you, 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 you clinched that
1: category with your beautiful standing liberty. It is very, not, I mean, there's hardly, there's no marks on it or anything. It's like it just dropped
0: perfect yeah you should perfect. have seen the bar you should have seen the barber dime I almost got next to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was pretty nice too
1: <laughs> yeah too bad somebody honed in on your spot there. so all in all though we had a good time so everybody uh, picked up a category winning know, except for me I didn't find anything this day. which was pretty disappointing so the only thing I got was a bunch of complaining about everybody that I had picked the wrong. People to win, but I'm going to claim that I had detector problems that day. Um, I see a little note here that I said that I had detector problems, but everybody else thought that was just a good excuse that I was not finding them. Well, it was, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> it was pretty. So, much an excuse. It was a fun trip. That was a good one. Uh, Typical, lots of complaining and bantering, and, but we did find a lot of good stuff. I mean, you can see from the list there, lots of silver coins and Indian heads
0: and wheat pennies. That was a really good trip. The, the coins for time spent hunting might be our best ever. I think so, yeah.
1: So the last time of hunting was probably two hours. <laughs> Driving <laughs> time was probably eight hours.
0: How far is Hobart from Fonda?
1: Well, I don't know, I think it took us an hour or so to get there, you know, wow. over, over an hour probably.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. That's why I wanted, I was hoping you would agree with this one because first of all, I won, and second of all, <laughs> I really okay. think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was a good
1: hunt. Still complaining about the sandwiches all the way home too, so. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of being and just so everybody's known on you know everybody who listens in on this it's really a lot of fun if you get a bunch of guys together who can tease each other like this like we do and still have fun and go out and have a good time and metal detecting these were, these were really good times a lot of fun i miss having this uh camaraderie but i love the weather in florida so i'm not going back <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you might come back in the spring for one more
1: that could be yes yeah, you might talk me into that
0: one more i just can't wait to to get down to florida and and hunt down we usually go down to the west coast down cape coral and just to get out a couple times over the over the winter because this i'm not a winter person and i grew up in the southern adirondacks and i've lived in new hampshire when i didn't live in new york and this is it's, I'm looking out my window right now, and it's snowing like crazy. Don't like it. I won't talk about it on future podcasts, though, because I've beat it to death probably over over the last three or four. Um, but, Clark, beautiful. thank
1: you. Beautiful sunny weather. It's a little cool, but it's beautiful. And What is cool? Uh, if any, hey, if any of your listeners live anywhere around northeast Florida, and if they want to get together sometime and go for a beach hunt, maybe they can reach out to you and we can get in some contact somehow through you, through your podcast here, and I can meet up with them. I'd love to go. I only go on beaches now. Uh, I haven't been hunting on land at all. But if somebody's got an old park somewhere nearby that they'd like to go and spend an hour or two and knock around and I'd be happy to go along with them and meet up with them.
0: Awesome. Yeah, anybody who's interested in that, uh, just email me at Stories at gmail.com and I'll pass along the information to Clark. Um, that would be really cool actually. And just uh, next podcast I haven't figured fully out. Um, I haven't figured it thought it fully what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do. There's a few things um, but I am gonna have a promotional giveaway of a one more day golf shirt with the embroidered one more no big logo i haven't figured out how quite i'm going to do that yet but uh listen in next time and uh see how you can get a chance to win that clark thanks a lot man this has been fun lots of laughing good time good to,
1: it's, it's fun good. to remember some of these things and all the fun we had like i said your listeners if they get together with some folks, like-minded folks that can have the same kind of fun that we had too, walking around and just having a good time.
0: Yeah, and we're fortunate that you documented all this stuff so that we can go back and uh, remember. But anyway, thanks a lot. It's a,
1: good, it's a good thing it's documented because if we just went off our memories, they'd be totally screwed up. Everything I
0: if we went off my memories, I would dig one hole and it would be fine of the day every time. <laughs> All right, man. Um, enjoy the weather, and thanks a lot for, for joining me here. It's been great. This has been One More Dig Metal Detecting Stories, and I'm Dave Sponnenberg.